tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea, piping hot. So grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning, good morning, beautiful people. Happy Monday. Are we ready? Are we ready? Yes, I know I can't sing. I can't carry a tune. That's all right. I'm still feeling good. It is Monday, March the 17th. Beautiful day. All right, I'm going to send out my WhatsApp message to everybody. Just in case, case there's some late risers this morning. Basically, tell them to get up. Do not forget, you can call into the program, folks. 936-2626. Good morning, Blake and Aaron. Hey, good morning. How How are you? I'm great. I'm fantastic. Good. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? Yeah, I'm eating my overnight oats and well, fantastic. Eating, feeling just fine. What's an overnight oat? You don't cook them; you just put them in like soak milk overnight. And, yogurt and just soak them overnight in the fridge. And oh, really? And they're done. Ah, they are the best. What's your overnight oat recipe? Well, I tell you what, <clears throat> I don't, I don't make it, Aaron. I'm gonna fess up. Uh, mm-hmm. This one is from the Ritz, which has the best overnight oats on the island. A little coffee shop there across the street. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So they have blueberries, some kind of jam preserve on the top, and then they do strawberries, fresh strawberries, and let's see, please. I think it's I think it's muesli, and then mm-hmm. something else. Okay, but it's delicious. Ooh. And where do you buy that from? <clears throat> the coffee shop at the Ritz, like across the street. There's a coffee shop over there. It's so good. A coffee shop. It's over there. Yeah. It's- mm-hmm. It's since they redid the whole place, right? Like, uh-uh. or has it always been there? Like silver rain on the, the on the, the ocean side. On the ocean side, it's always been there. I don't think they redid the coffee shop. Yeah, like the the one that it's over. Isn't it? Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. You go around like well, the little bend. The bar now. You go where? Around the little bend, and it's like right there on the, on the right hand side. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Seems like nice. a, it must be good for you to go from your house all oh the God. way. <laughs> well, no, I up in the back. I picked it up on Saturday and oh, I can okay. go for a couple of days. No, I did not drive up there. It's not overnight oats. It's it's two day old oats. Well, yeah, they, they make it as overnight. Yeah, but uh, it's well 48 worth. Hour uh, oats. Forty-eight hour. Forty-eight oh. hour oats. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit longer. <laughs> it's well worth it. They're soggy oats now. <laughs> They probably still taste good. You can make it yourself. Just get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still tastes the same. I'll okay. be like oats. 
Mm-hmm. I'm back well. too. I had to make a you know big batch last night for the week for the kids every morning. Mm. It's like yeah, school's back in. I like oats in my meatloaf. Secret, secret oh, okay. Secret I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stand by, please. All right. <clears throat> see these microphones plugged in. Trying to thing this morning with my new board. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Darren's. Good morning, everybody. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Blake and Aaron and everyone. Good morning. Monday morning headlines. What do we got? All right. Well, we got lots that's uh, been going on. First of all, a a tiger shark was spotted in South Sound over the weekend. I, I heard, mean, it's nothing. It's that. nothing weird to I, see I, a tiger <laughs> shark, but it's you know to see him eating like eating a turtle. Well, I did ask uh, my wife. I was like, because um, she's always talking about you know she's seen tiger. Like, is yeah. that is that a is that a story? Just because we saw a tiger shark, and she's like, no, well, you know, well, yeah. well, I mean, most of them, a lot of them are tagged by she said by Guy Harvey. Yeah, so we so know you can see where so we know are. where they are. But yeah. this one apparently was not. This was a yeah, big I think it was, And I think it was spotted, you know, amongst divers, which um, they seemed a little bit too friendly with this tiger shark, forgetting that this shark was eating number one and it is a predator and it was 10 feet in length. And whoa, were they divers uh, or were they were they snorkeling? Oh, they were snorkeling. My apologies. Yeah, because oh my thing, I'm telling you what, I will be yes. diving next to sharks anytime. Fine. Great. Yeah. I'll do that. I'm not going to be well, snorkeling. Really. That's like kind of a lie. I'm not going to be doing that. All, but I would never snorkel next never. to a shark. Because no, I'm like, okay, I look too much like a, like you know, a seal. They're just going to come and take a little bite to check. and. You look like a delicious, delicious seal, Aaron. Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, you know, sharks don't actually well, think they're delicious, but the one bite could kill you. An albino seal. Well, the most the most amazing thing is there was footage caught of this. Um, oh, you're blonde. I was saying you're blonde. Yeah. <laughs> you're the blonde, the blonde seal. <laughs> there was footage caught of the shark in the Department of Environment. Just wanted to remind people that you know you re- you respect them and give them space, but uh, obviously they're part of um, a healthy ecosystem. It's good to see them actually mm-hmm. out and about. Um, and as Aaron said, he was chewing on some uh, some turtle meat. Enjoying a little bit of turtle meat. And so, yes, it was quite a... I, some people were a bit like they thought the snorkelers were a little bit too close and mm-hmm. having a bit too much of a good time and not remembering that the shark probably just wants to be left alone. Well, at least it was a story about the tiger shark and not, uh, you know, tiger shark eating a human. That's true. Um, yeah. So. I think that, like, I think that, you know, I, I don't know the people personally, but I think it's up to... Uh, they They do want to be left alone a lot more, but they yeah. are pretty chill around you, I would say, if you're chill. But I would not be snorkeling up to any no, shark. Not a That's just shark. my personal preference. Mm-hmm. I'm not that, yeah, I'm not that comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Sandy? Yes, well, um, the National Woods Authority is putting in some speed bumps on Mangrove Avenue. Mm-hmm. A total of 10 speed bumps are actually going in the whole stretch of that road. Where's and that? It's prospect. So mm. this was where the the guy the uh, fatality a yeah. couple days ago. Yeah. So ten speed bumps on on Mangrove, and they started um, on Saturday morning early. And I think so far they put in like maybe half. 
I think they still have some work to do. And then the other ones have the markings on the road. Mm -hmm. So yes, there'll be a total of 10. I guess the idea is to stop speeders um, down immensely on they, that road. I didn't know that was a big speeding road, but there you go. It is over there. I, 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 I know the area and it's, uh, yeah, people go by super fast. I feel bad yeah. for anyone that has kids over there. They go by so fast. They don't care. They, you know, yeah. you always see, you know, animals being hit too, because oh it's just, don't you just stop. It, it is, it is too bad that, that you that, have to put speed bumps. That, that, Cause I hate speed bumps. It's, I, it's just too bad that, you know, somebody has to ruin it for everybody. Well, the thing is, is well, it's, it's not gonna, somebody, it's everybody over there. They just go yeah. as fast and they, and they ride motorbikes oh, up yeah. and down all those roads too, as fast as possible. And it's just, you know, it's just not That's nice what's going to happen where we live, unsafe. actually. I, it, now that um, more houses are going up in, in the development where we live, mm -hmm. uh, we see new people that are just speeding up and down um, the, the main road. And there's, mm -hmm. there's tons of kids, including, yeah. including mine. Uh, that ride their bikes and play all the time because it's a gated little gated area, and yeah. so Strata has warned. There, you know, if you don't slow down, there'll be speed bumps. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's just a matter of being courteous, you know, on the roadway and just following the speed limit. I don't know why you'd be speeding in any residential area, to be honest. Um, I had a neighbor complain about the same thing on our road because some months back, his mom's car got hit parked outside of her fence because somebody was speeding and just hit and run and hit her car and took off. Hmm. So it's, it's really, That's really terrible. unfortunate. Folks, yeah. let's do better on the driving front. Yeah, I mean, you don't know who's, what kid is going to just accidentally, you know, pop out on their bike in front of you and you want to be, you want to, you don't want that to happen to you. No. And you don't yeah. want to, and I don't want that to happen to my kids or no, anyone I, else's kids. Aaron's been hit by uh, on her bike before. And, and that person was going slow. They just thought that they could beat me and then they... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People just don't, oh, people yeah. just need to be more. Yeah. That's why I stopped riding bikes. Road safety, uh, folks. Road safety. Yeah. yeah that's All safe. right. Delta Airlines has returned. I saw you out there on Saturday. Yes, with lots of fanfare. Mm hmm. And, very cool. Um, yeah. Well, they, they, got salute. A, they got a very nice welcome. Yes. They're all, every, every carrier that comes in uh, returns since March of 2020 is getting, um, the water uh, salute. And then, you know, Delta went all out because they had a little bit of um, local uh, craft there. So Minister of Tourism's, um, Tourism and Transport, Kenneth Bryan, his mom, Miss Donna, was there doing her thatching, her thatch work. And cool. every passenger received a little goodie bag. Wow. Yeah, okay. Yes. How many passengers? So, was it a full flight? Yeah, the flight was pretty, it looked pretty full to me. They actually, you know what they did that was so unusual that you hardly see anymore is they allowed people to come out the back as well. I never see that anymore. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've they done need that. It. I've they done that a lot. They need to start. Yeah, that's it's a better way to get well, it. Ways used to do it all the time, but yeah. I haven't seen them do it in years. Mm. Um, so CBC, speaking of the airport, made a drug bust on Friday afternoon. We've not heard anything from any official sources, but we did get video and their sources have told us that a man and woman was arrested and mm -hmm. taken away from the airport. So we're back in, I, I think it's official. We're back in full swing. Wow. <laughs> we're open. <laughs> so there you oh, go. Was it like, wait, was including, it like- Including the smugglers. Were people flying in or something? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. Wow. So they made it all busy. <laughs> I wonder how much the pandemic has impacted certain activities like drug smuggling. It probably has quite a bit. You know, especially they were using, using airlines and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, Den Roy Morgan of Morgan Heritage has passed away. 
Oh no! So, yeah, yeah. Sad. sad I did not hear that. So we want to extend our condolences um, to his family. He had something like thirty children, so it's a lot of family. Whoa! That are going to definitely miss miss their dad. He was. Uh, Wait, had, what? He had a hobby. Thirty. Yeah. He had thirty children and a hundred and four wow. grandchildren and fifteen great grandchildren. All right. He's also he's also survived by his wife Hyacinth Morgan. So wow. amazing. I mean, that's sad. That's but sad. Yes. Um, yeah. he, uh, he's um, going to be missed, 76 years old. Wow. And one final thing, the Cayman Islands Music and Entertainment Association had an election last night, very eventful. All sources have shared it got heated at times uh, and a bit back and forth, but they do have a new president. Okay. So congratulations to. Drum roll. Uh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Let me get you the drum roll. Oh, yes. Stand by. And the winner is. And the new president is. Stephen Reed. Come on down. Hey. <laughs> Don't clap. So congratulations. <laughs> I need to add some of those sound effects to my board. I've got some boring ones right now, but I'm going to add some fun ones. Uh, um, yeah, so Stephen Reed uh, is the new president, and we shall see how that works out. I don't know who that is. Neither uh, do, do I. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was so pretty. <laughs> but congratulations, nonetheless. But yes, congratulations. Um, I think he owns a, a business, some music, entertainment business or something, I'm told. But um, yeah, that music association, man, they're always vying for power over there. It's, it's like... It's a really interesting situation. There's always something going on. And, you know, a lot of members claim that it's not being run professionally and then they've always got complaints. So let's hope that uh, Stephen Reed and his new board can turn things around. Okay. Alrighty, then. We'll, we'll All see. Right. We'll be keeping an eye on the situation. Well, you've got a lot of headlines, uh, more headlines to talk about on your show. So we'll yes. do it and we'll see you tomorrow. By the way, my new favorite radio station. Yeah. Magic. All right. Oh my gosh. I was tuned in all weekend and Good. Yeah. excellent. I love to I hear that. Bopping my head all the way to town and back. Well, you're mm. next. You're you're up next on uh on Bowen in about uh three weeks. So Ooh, awesome. yeah. Sounds good. We're excited. Right. We'll see you tomorrow. Right, bye. Have a good one. All right. All right. Three weeks out. What's today's date? So that pushes us into April, actually. March, April, yes. Okay, no worries. These things take time. As Aunt Lottie used to say, um, she said a lot of things, but one of the things she used to say, patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. The early worm, the, no, the early bird gets the worm. She used to say, get up early, get done what you gotta do. Rise and shine. She always had this other saying too, early to bed, Early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I don't know about all that, but I think it's good to, to try to get to bed somewhat early. I don't have that luxury anymore, but one day. Okie dokie, Virtuous, good morning. How are you? Um, I want to try something different with the um, with the phone situation so i do want someone to call me because i want to see if i can hear you through the front headphones here if you call so i've got these instead of those big bulky over the head earphones which i hate 
I'm going to try these little in the air ones and see if I can hear you. So somebody give me a call, 936-2626. Let me see if I can hear you. Oh, this sounds different. Yes, call me, call me. I want to see whether or not I can hear anybody. Virtuous Irvlin, Wee Wee's got it locked. <clears throat> so I'm going to make my way through this oats. It's actually a lot of oats. Listen, this may not, it's one of those containers, right? But the thing about it is this is like oats. <laughs> you know, oats are very, very filling. So normally by the time I get halfway, I'm like so full. Ooh, we've got a caller. Good morning. Hey, good morning. <gasps> I can hear you. For you. Good. Only through one ear of the headphones, but still, that's okay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You had a good weekend? It was okay. Yeah. I complained, wish it was longer, but it is what it is. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for helping me test out this equipment because now I don't have to wear those bulky headsets. I know this works. It's a lot better without that bulky. I know. Oh, they make me so hot. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, my dear. I appreciate it. No worries. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. So that's fantastic. I wonder why I can't hear it through both. It's the right ear. Huh. Um, still better than the bulky ones, but I'm going to just double check if I need to put, push that in any, any differently. You know what? I got to tell you all something about mean technology. Uh, I consider myself relatively tech savvy, <clears throat> but sometimes something trips up even me. Let me see if I can unplug this. Hold on. I wonder if, oh, there we go. See, now I can hear. Da 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 da. Da da da. I think, it's, I think it switched ears. All right, we'll wait till the next caller comes in, but I think I'm hearing out of both ears now. Hmm. <clears throat> Sometimes it is simple as plugging out and back in. Now, if you were watching the live stream on Saturday at the job fair, which we're going to talk about when we do your Monday rewind segment you'll know that the audio was frustrating me to no end because I just couldn't get, my microphones were not working at all. Although you guys could hear me, you weren't actually hearing me through the microphone. You were hearing me through the, um, the phone itself. So because the iPhone is designed in a particular way, the front facing um, bit of the iPhone, you can actually hear perfectly fine. It's anybody in front of the camera that the audio is really, really poor. So, um, it was really horrible. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me about the WhatsApp messages. I had just copied it. Let me just send it real quick. Appreciate the reminder. Um, I sent to one group, but didn't send to the other one. Hold on. <clears throat> there we go. All good to go. So, um, when I got home, you know, I, I thought for a second, Sometimes these tech issues are a matter of just a process of elimination. So I started looking at it quite logically and I was speaking to Luis. Um, he was there and we we're trying to work through like what it could, could potentially be. And I said, all right, there's a little connector piece that goes from the iPhone, the lightning cable to the, the jack, like the three millimeter jack, right? So I thought to myself, hmm, maybe that's not, I couldn't remember which one that was. I'm like, maybe that's not like the authentic one from Apple because Apple products can be very, very finicky. Like if you don't buy 
um, a Apple brand, sometimes things just don't want to work. So I thought, all right, I'll go to the Mac store and I'll buy an Apple one and then run to the airport and do the live at the airport. And lo and behold, I get to the airport and it's the same thing. I was like, what the, what? You know, now it's really starting to get on my nerves. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. And you know, when you've got a problem and you refuse to let time pass, you're like, no, I'm going to figure this out today. Come hell or high water, it's me and this headphone. Because that's how upset I was at that point. I'm like, if you don't start working, you're going to end up in the garbage. And here's the thing. It's a brand new headset, a brand new microphone, lapel mics. And I used it because somebody else had one. I tested it before and it worked perfectly fine. So I'm thinking, what is going on? My brain is like, is there a setting on the iPhone? Like I'm thinking all about it, right? Remember when I was speaking to Minister Saunders, I'd plugged it in, plugged it out, da 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 and y'all are not going to believe what it was. It is, I should have, hold on a second. I'm going to show y'all something here. Um, okay, so let me see. This isn't the exact one, but I'll give you an idea of what was going on. So you've got like this little, um, these little connectors here, right? And so it's a dual mic. So each uh, microphone goes into this part and the, the little gold, you see the little conduits. I have to do this so you can actually see it in focus. There we go. So they were plugged in. I was like, all right, yeah, we can, you know, and I even had tried replugging that in, but apparently it needed a real extra push to snap in. So the whole time the issue was these parts here where the microphone connects, into like a little Y, it's like a little Y connector. And then that goes from that to the iPhone lightning cable. These were not properly pushed in the whole time. Like they needed to go Ugh, to really get in there. And that's why my mic wasn't working. I was like, are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? Like when it when I was at home, I was like fiddling with it. And I, Ugh, I only pushed it that hard because I was getting really annoyed. And it snapped in a bit further. I thought I could kick myself right about now. I'm like, really? That's what it was? They should have put something in the instructions to push really hard because it is a tight fit. And then lo and behold, the phone started recognizing that there was a microphone plugged in. I was just like, unbelievable. Good morning, Marshall. Cupboard. Yes, that's the name of the uh, coffee shop at the Ritz. I'm telling y'all, if, you, if you've never had overnight oats, I don't even like oats. Let me tell y'all the straight truth. I hate oatmeal with a passion, actually. Eh, I shouldn't say hate. Maybe that's a strong word. I don't really like oatmeal. You don't, you don't normally, you're normally not able to get me to eat it, to be honest. But these overnight oats, I'm going to take a bite right now. I'm telling y'all, these take you to a different experience of appreciating what you can do with oats. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. mm mm Mmm, it's all the flavors. They put almonds in there, blueberry, strawberry. It's delicious. My apologies for chewing. Hold on. I hit them. I hit the mute button. I know some of y'all have a 
phobia of hearing me chew in the mornings. Oh, I do have to get some water. All right. Omeria, good morning. She's at home sipping some tea. I'm going to get some water to sip on. John, thank you for tuning in. Darius, Richard is here. Olivia, good morning, Miss Lily. Gigi says, that's what we need in West Bay, and it's a lot of kids in the area. You know what, though? I'm going to talk about speed bumps here in a second. It's a shame that we have to put in so many for people to drive properly, but it's like, come on. Louie and Larry are both here. Uh, Felicia, Emma, good morning. Three weeks is a long time when you're excited about something I know. I feel like it's Christmas. (laughs) And I really can't wait. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Let me grab some water. Let's play our beloved Isle Cayman song. And then we're going to get into Monday Rewind, folks. folks welcome back there's something so relaxing about that song i find myself just humming to that song and every time i play it my daughter starts like singing the words sort of she knows most of the words now anyway i'm telling y'all you need to check out this overnight oats it is amazingly delicious and relatively healthy um it does have fruits in it So you get a little bit of sweetness to it, but you know, there's quite a few people who make overnight oats, but I feel like this is the best one that I have ever had. I'm all into it. I'm telling you. So listen today, by the way, is, um, what date is today? Today is Monday the 7th. Yes. 
So a couple of things going on that you need to be aware of. Today is the deadline for the front of house training. So let's get into Monday Rewind because I want to talk about the job fair. And I also want to talk about everything else that happened over the weekend. for Monday Rewind. <laughs> the Cold Heart Troops Monday Rewind show recaps the weekend's news and events so you don't miss a beat. Don't miss out. All the weekend's source, news, gossip, and well, it wouldn't be a weekend recap show without traffic accidents too. <laughs> Cayman Marl Road is Cayman's number one news source and has the island's hottest morning talk show. It's the hottest. Make sure you don't miss a beat with Monday Rewind. Rewind. Tune in every Monday from 7.30 a.m. on both YouTube and Facebook. All right, folks. Welcome back. Hero Blair is here. He says, good morning. Good to be with you from Orlando. Wow. Mm. Oh, gosh. I miss. I, I need to travel soon. I'm trying to see how next week kind of looks. But I feel like I've really got to get off the rock for more reasons than one. So um, this is it, folks. I got to take a little trip. I've not been anywhere since November of 2019. Because, of course, a couple months after that, when I probably would have been kind of getting ready to travel, lo and behold, boom, COVID hit. And then that was it. We didn't even have a, um, we did not even have a, uh, what do you call it, the annual agriculture show this year because it's still a little bit too tenuous of a situation to have thousands of people plus there there are the limitations right so um folks i tell you what exciting times around here that we can even talk about the potential of traveling Ah, but i'm excited just a couple of days in Miami. I've got stuff like legit clothing that I got to buy. These things. Thank you to all the airlines that have returned. Because, you know, it's because of them that people can go and come. So, you know me, I, I do prefer my national airline. But I think for a lot of people who want to come in from places that our national airline doesn't fly to, having airlines like Delta in the mix is amazing. And so they returned over the weekend. So big congratulations um, to Delta. Like I said, Miss Donna was there. Look at how bright and colorful she is. Look at this. Is that not an amazing photo? Can you believe just an iPhone took that photo? I am always in awe of how phone cameras are just getting to be so incredibly amazing these days. It's like the quality in that, you couldn't tell me that that's not a you know DSLR camera because it just looks absolutely amazing. Vibrant colors, 
and she was there doing some thatch work. Absolutely gorgeous and beautiful. So congratulations to Delta. They did it and they did it right. That's what I got to tell you. They did an amazing job. I'm going to grab a few more photos here to show you guys of the entourage um, from the Delta flight. I loved how, you know what? I love that Marva loves her airline. <laughs> she loves her job. She loves her airline. And um, it's all about national pride. We had some steel pan music on. We had tourists um, bringing back the very dogs. Oh, I've got a photo of one of those. I'm going to show you guys here in a second. It was really a sight to behold. It was beautiful. Really and truly. Miss Donna looked so pretty. And people were like legit. You know what? When you get off a plane and there's somebody there, like a whole entourage of people welcoming you, the tourists whipped out their cameras and they started recording us. <laughs> they were like, this is pretty cool. Um, so they were very ecstatic to have such a warm welcome back to the jurisdiction. One lady shared that her and her husband had um, gotten engaged in the Cayman Islands. Like he proposed to her on a trip here like over 25 years ago. And then they came back for their 25th anniversary. And uh, they were so happy to be back again. You know what really struck me about her story is that sometimes we think of vacations like, oh, I'm going to take another vacation. But what you're actually doing is you're creating memories with people, with your family and whoever else it is that you're traveling with, right? Like some of my most memorable memories in life have been um, traveling with others. Yeah. Ooh, I've got some travel stories, Joe. And honestly, I'm actually not a person that really likes traveling with too many people. I'm kind of a picky traveler. I'm a picky shopper and I'm a picky traveler. And when I am on the move, I'm going to show you guys some more pictures. Give me one second here. When I'm on the move and I'm traveling, I don't like anybody to be holding me back. So I'm not particularly fond of a certain type of, of, uh, of traveler, to be honest. Some people are, ooh, they're just slow and Oh, they go into a store. They can't decide what they want. And, you know, it takes them 20 minutes looking at one dress. I'm like, really? You and I will never travel again. <laughs> That's how I see it, right? I'm like, get, listen, I, I'm, I'm an in and out kind of person. So most of the time, I just enjoy traveling by myself. I'm like, I'm good, especially if it's a shopping trip. I don't necessarily, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up a few more pictures here. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily need the company. You know, I'm not a person who needs anybody to travel with me. Now, you know, if you, you're with, uh, you're with, um, family, then obviously that's different. You go with the fam, you do family vacations, but even, even my husband, he knows when I'm traveling, he's like, um, you go do you and I'll see you after you're done with like your Walmart trip or whatever. Cause that's just how I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm in and out, not wasting any time. Let's just get it done. So here are a few more pictures from Delta's arrival. Gorgeous. Look at this. Look at Sir Turtle and 
the minister was there, the premier was there, the deputy premier was there. Um, Dwayne Seymour, which is parliamentary secretary to Saunders ministry, he was there. Marva, of course. Um, who else was there? There. Um, now, Marva, remind me of your title. Marva is the operations manager, I feel like. But um, is that the full title? Operations service manager, some some long title. And then her Caribbean person was there, the person who's in charge of all the Caribbean for Delta. And on top of that, um, she had a gentleman there who is, remind me of his title, Marva, so I can get the titles correct. Uh, Irvlin feels me. She says, I cannot shop with people. Listen, I can, but I choose not to. <laughs> In most cases, I'm just like, eh, this isn't going to be all that much fun for me. Um, look at this little cutie. Oh, look at the little puppies. Even they're traveling. I had to laugh at this because they actually had on that one dog. I don't know if she's a little bit older or what, but they had like a little doggy diaper on her. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's funny. Maybe she gets nervous too, because some dogs do get nervous when they fly and they might have a little accident. So they had on her little doggy diaper. So cute. Aw. I'm just like, even the dogs are coming back. They're so happy. Uh, so Marva's operations service manager. And she loves her a Delta boy. So she pulled out all the stops. Ooh, yes, honey. Child, Marva did it right. Look at this. Look at the little planes. Aren't they beautiful? I want one of these planes. Can I get one from Delta and one from Cayman Airways? I don't travel on Delta, but I think they're so pretty. By the way, their their um flight attendant uniforms are gorgeous. So look, she put a little goodie bag together that had peppermints, things very commanding, um, a patty, a miniature patty, and a um oh, what's the other thing called, Marva? You're gonna have to help me with this one. Oh, little coconut, um, what are they called? Little pastry thingies. Ugh, I don't eat them all that often. So to be honest, I never know what they're called. But when I see them, I'm like, hmm. So here's uh, Donna, uh, Marva with some of her staff. So the field director for the Caribbean is the lady standing right in front of Sir Turtle, right next to Marva. And then the station manager, Kevin, is he in this one? He's behind the pilot. And there's a stewardess. Um, and, and what do we call male stewardess? Do we call them the same thing? But their uniforms are so gorgeous. I was impressed. The men look so nice and professional in those suits and then the little um, handkerchief. And the purple, you, this picture doesn't do justice to the color of her uniform. It is gorgeous. And you know what? She had a handbag that was so cute that said Delta on it. They had Gazada. Yes, thank you, Jamila. <laughs> That's what it is. But yeah, she had her little Delta handbag and everything. I'm like, oh, look at you guys. You're just so cute. But anyway, congratulations. Delta has returned. They were coming from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. There's some government officials from tourism. Strand Bodden, who is the... Um, he is the chief officer 
Yes, for tourism. There's uh, Gary from the Department of Tourism. Now, Gary has some new fancy title, child. I'm going to have to look up Gary, but he does marketing. So Gary is, let me tell you his title because he got a promotion recently. And you know what? Gary is one of those, Dominguez, is one of those success stories, folks. When we talk about people um, getting involved in tourism, I feel like, and I was saying this to quite a few people over the weekend, at the job fair, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, I think we need to really start highlighting these success stories. Because there are people who have had a very long and interesting career in tourism, and Gary's one of those. He's the he is the deputy director for international marketing and promotions. Gary recently got this promotion as long as well as Hannah Ebanks and some other Caymanians in DOT. So congratulations, Gary. Now Gary and I go way back to his Turtle Farm days, Joe. And uh, when Gary started out at Turtle Farm, I don't even know what his position was, but it wasn't anywhere near that. And since then, Gary has gone to school. He's gotten his bachelor's degree. I kind of feel like Gary also has a master's or he started one. Gary, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I know that in terms of his career, he has done amazing things. Like he has really just stayed the course. Uh, he moved after a couple of years from Turtle Farm into DOT and he has just continually worked hard and really moved at the ranks. Yes, he's got a master's. Yes. And I mean, Gary's a little worker bee. He works really hard. I'm telling y'all, he working full time, going to school, completing his degree. I'm really proud of him. Um, and of course, we had uh, the steel pans on on uh, display as well as our pilot, our pilot, our pirate. And here are some employees from DOT representing. Look at that! Gave away some really nice mugs, by the way. I was like, I wonder if I could get one of those. <laughs> Y'all know I like a good water cup. Uh, nice, beautifully insulated. So yes, Gary has an MBA with a focus in marketing. Go Gary, go Gary. All right. And of course the music was gorgeous. Have a listen, hold on. Uploading that one. All right, folks. Uh, seems like I'm not the only one who don't remember what a gazada is. <laughs> KK is like a tart. <laughs> a tart. That's such an American or English thing to say. K-Manage would probably never use that name for pastry. It has to be more interesting. Uh, but I feel like a gazada, is it gazarda or gazada? Anyway. I feel like um, that, oh, that's uh, Marva's husband? Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even know that. 
Oh, that's funny. Marva, we need a picture of your husband, please. I can put him up and at least say congrats. Um, I don't actually know her husband, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Gazada or Gazada. Anyway, something that's, it's Gazada, no R. All right, Jamila, I got you, girl. Now that I'm finally pronouncing Jamila's name correctly. <laughs> After all this time, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But it's just that I had it misspelled in my phone. So every time I would see it, it was like, Jamelia. And I'm like, of course, that's her name. Mm-mm. No, honey child. Thank you, Charles, for letting me know. Um, so Louis is still waiting on us to get together and buy him an air airplane. He'll settle for something other than the big jets, I'm sure of that. And until then, he is happy to fly Delta into the Cayman Islands. So 757-200 model. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Uh, she says that our goodie bags were locally made. Caymanian peppermint candy by Miss Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Patty and Coconut Gazada by Island Taste. Thanks all. Oh, yes. We got some friends over at Island Taste Shop. We're going to be talking about them and their menu in the very near future. Mm, patties are delicious. Um, but not sure who you're referring to, but no one was at the event on the account of any government influence. Who are you? I don't know who. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that what that comment is about. But anyway, it was a fantastic um, turnout, folks. Congratulations, Marva. Congratulations to Delta. And like I said, the um, people who came in really had a fantastic time. Now, give me one quick second. I am, I find myself looking for something this morning. Let's take a quick commercial break. Reliable Industries offers premier floor and rug cleaning services. Our deep clean option is ideal for accent and area rugs. Clean rugs and floors have many health benefits for both the workplace and home by removing allergens and pet hair and dander. Reliable has the qualified team and equipment to return your floors to pristine condition. Keep your floors looking their best by contacting the professionals at Reliable Industries today at 345-949-9303. Reliable Industries. The clean you expect, the service you deserve. All right, folks, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, So what else happened over the weekend? Well, of course, there was the job fair, which um, turned out to be extremely um, successful. Almost 300 people came and registered, and there were more of you who wanted to come and I'm, I'm just, let me check my email because they're supposed to send me all the links uh, for the websites for those of you who couldn't make it. So let me just see here now. Uh, so this was the Dart Hospitality Job Fair, as you will recall. Mm-hmm. Let me just see here. I'm gonna just send them a quick message. Good morning, just a reminder to please send me the website links for job registration. Okay, so um, I was there and there were a lot of people. I didn't do as much footage of the um, attendance because funny enough, I did see some people there who I know are currently employed, but 
um, are looking for other job opportunities. And it's very, very interesting. So I saw a couple comments on social media. And I think that sometimes, you know, people make comments and um, I have to wonder if they're really thinking logically about it, right? So someone made a comment about how... Um, I'll read that comment in a second because I, I want to discuss it a little bit. I mean, I'm beginning to to conclude that um, some of you are just confused. <laughs> like you, you can't make up your mind what you want to do. You want to have your cake and you want to eat it too, but then not really. Because then when you start eating it, you're going to start complaining about the cake. And I am just like, what's it going to be? either or either. But sometimes you got to pick what narrative you are trying to push and go with and stick to it. So here's the thing. I didn't even know. And I think that um, we need to. Um, oh, I see the comment that Marva was responding to. Um And DEH, who's DEH? I don't, I don't know who that comment was. Uh, I don't even know who that comment was, was supposed to be for. Zambula way, try to behave yourself this morning because I think you're getting all, you're getting all confused with stuff. But let's talk about how sometimes we really get in a zone of negativity. Can we talk about this zone of negativity? Because I feel that a lot of times it is more harmful to us when we see the entire world as being so incredibly negative. Everything is like, oh, this person's out to get me. I can't find a job. And you go around with this cloud of like grayness all over you. It, it impacts your attitude. Well, it is your attitude, but it impacts your entire aura. You just have your sourpuss. You just have this negativity about you that you would be surprised how it transcends so many facets of your life. How can y'all live so negative all the time? I am willing to give people the benefit of the doubt. So listen, I said this. Dart said they were going to put on this hospitality fair. I said, mm, okay. No other organization has taken it upon themselves to do this since, certainly not since the reopening. And to the best of my knowledge, there might've been a few years ago, but we were always kind of like, mm, let's see. So this was a pretty big undertaking for their um, hospitality properties to come together and to put this on. I think sometimes we just need to say, you know what? Let's give this organization the benefit of the doubt. Thank you to the DART organization. And I'm going to tell you why. I didn't even know this. And I wish I had known this because, yeah, somebody said they're negative Nancys. They sure are. Um, and, you know, I did not even know. I'm going to show you guys something here now. Let me just show you. Somebody sent me this. I didn't see it until after the fact. But did you guys know that they actually had district buses available to bus people in? I didn't know that because I would have mentioned that to y'all and maybe they would have had 600 people instead of 300 show up. Check this out. This was news to me. 
It was on their, um, I guess on their Instagram, this looks like. So, uh, you know, next time, Dart, send it to CMR. You'll get more than seven likes. We can get you all kind of likes, and then people will know what's going on. So I didn't know. I couldn't tell you all about this, but I find it really, really hard to believe that an organization would go to the trouble of setting up district buses. This is a frigging expense, y'all. All the way to East End, they had a bus by the public library in the East End Primary School, North Side bus, a Bodden Town and Savannah bus, Prospect in Georgetown, West Bay. So they covered all the districts, bus you there, and then they took you back home, back to your home district, folks. Forgive me if I am not willing to be cynical about something like this. Dart is going to pay Webster's, and I don't know how much they paid him, and I don't know how much a bus costs, but I'm pretty sure it ain't cheap. So y'all want me to believe that they're going to put on this job fair, have buses come and bus people in. Like I said, I wish I'd known about it because I would have blasted that all over the place and let y'all know. But maybe some people, I don't know how many people took advantage of the bus, but bus people in who may not even have transportation. Have their top uh, peoples and culture, what was Valerie's title? Director of peoples and culture, all sorts of HR people were there. Jackie Dork was there. I mean, they had some heavy hitters. Uh, Mark, oh, what's his name from the Ritz? Whatever his name is, I can never remember his name, but you know who I'm talking about. He was even there. So they're going to do all of this to put on a show and not be genuine in their efforts to try and find at least some Caymanians to fill those jobs? I don't believe it. It doesn't make any sense. It would be a humongous waste of their time, money, other resources. It would just be stupid, right? Because you don't, I mean, they didn't have to do it at all. Let's just be honest here. I don't see other properties, and I'm not going to be calling them out by name, but like Marriott and other properties, I don't see them doing that. Now, mind you, when DOT puts on their next job fair, I'm sure they'll be there. And maybe they're saying, yeah, you know, Dart's got the, the, they've got the resources, they can do it. But why is it that we have a certain expectation of Dart? And this is where I've always, if you guys have ever listened to me, Listen, right is right and wrong is wrong. And the two oftentimes do not really transcend. And, you know, but there, there are lots of gray areas. And I find that most people, just like most organizations, are not 100% horrible. And there's lots of redeeming qualities about organizations, about people. It's like Facebook. Y'all want to be cussing Facebook, but you live in Facebook 24-7. Oh, Facebook is all in my business. They're all my privacy. Well, that's because you put it out there. But Facebook has been a wonderful organization to a lot of people. They've helped you reunite people, finding loved ones and lost items. And listen, none of y'all would know who the hell Cayman Road is if it wasn't for Facebook. Let's just be honest. Facebook and Instagram, which are both owned by the same company. So I embrace people and organizations until they give me a reason not to. You know, this is how I see it. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You come and I will take you at face value. 
Now, when you start to go sideways and you give me a reason not to, then I'm going to go, oh, well, your actions are speaking louder than your words. Now, am I telling you that a dark organization gets everything right? No. But as someone who knows people for eons that work in that organization, I'm telling you that they do right by a lot of Caymanians. Remember the story I was telling you guys about, maybe it was last week. I kind of feel like it was last week. About a certain partner at Maples who had fired this young lady um, coming off of maternity leave. And this is something that really, really bothered me at the time. As you can tell, it still bothers me because I think he was just wrong. He was just being an ass. I mean, he didn't have to do it. She's only a filing clerk. She just had a baby. You know, if there's any time that a woman is vulnerable, it's after she's had a baby. Vulnerable in so many different ways. And the last thing you do is undermine her self-worth. And that's exactly what he did to this poor girl. He basically told her, oh, you're not even worth anything to the Maples organization. And he single-handedly fired her. That was the kind of power that as a partner he had. And there was no real basis for it. I felt like if he wasn't happy with her filing skills, certainly there was some degree of mediation. But, you know, that young lady left at Maples after a number of years. And she then, it took her a while, but she eventually landed a job at Dart. Now, this has been, oh, my God. I left Maples in, I think it was 2000. And we're now in 2022. Is that right? What? 2020. 22. What? Is that right? Lord have mercy. Right now I'm feeling like so old. But anyway, after a while, she um, landed a job at Dart. And I swear to you, I saw her the other day walking on the Dart property. She's still there. And I can give you tons of other examples of people who have gone, Caymanian specifically, into that organization and who've had, you know, a very lengthy career with the DART organization in all sorts of different areas. Now, are they perfect? I've also heard some horror stories. You know, some not here to say that they're perfect and there's not room for improvement. And maybe there's some managers specifically who need to be addressed and, you know, understand that they're not here to secure their own future but they should be trying to train up Caymanians and there should be some continuity planning uh, for those individuals in the organization. Yeah, those things happen too. But I'm also here to tell you that those things are happening in the Caymanians government. So you understand where I'm coming from? Let's be fair to the organization. You don't just beat them up just because it's dark. And then the irony of it is every single thing y'all want resolved, I have to chuckle. When I see your comments and then somebody's like, oh, yeah, get Dart to fix it. Y'all like talk about, oh, Uncle Dart can fix that. I'm like, really? Y'all be cussing the organization left, right, and center. But when you want something fixed, Ms. Jean says amen a thousand times. Let's get out there and change the way that we act and think. Faith move mountains. And so do actions. So congratulations to all of you who showed up and who made the effort. Now, I was on my way, and I was receiving messages. Sandy, where are you? You better hurry up and come, because I don't think Caymanians are being treated fairly. And I'm like, you just got here. <laughs> what on earth would they be doing to you to not treat you fairly? Now, let's be honest. There is a perception. 
When you have something in your head, it is difficult to tell you otherwise. And I'm just saying this is a human trait, right? So by and large, when people think a certain way, it is very, very difficult to convince them of anything else. So if you go into a situation being a negative Nancy and you go in thinking, oh, they're not going to be taking me seriously, da, 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 da. everything, everything you see, it's confirmation bias. You need to walk in there with a fresh set of eyes, a fresh attitude that this organization is genuinely looking for Caymanians. You're going to put your best foot forward right? Give them a chance, just like they're going to be giving you a chance. Because here's the other thing I want to say about chances. Some of you who were there, and I know this for a fact, y'all ain't got to tell me, there's not no freaking hearsay. This is Cayman Mall Road and we got facts. Some of y'all have been in the hospitality industry for years and you can't keep a job. You've been through almost every property in the Cayman Islands. And there's all sorts of reasons for it. So some of y'all got sticky fingers. You be stealing shit on the job. Some of y'all just got a bad, nasty attitude. And that causes you to get fired on the job. Mm -hmm. And um, some of y'all, despite being on the job forever, still can't do the job right. (laughs) I mean, you got some problems. (sighs) Mm-mm-mm. So when you walk in there and you start to complain about this organization, I am kind of looking at you a little bit sideways going, maybe we need to have a coming to Jesus moment and we need to have an honest conversation. You know? That you're not the most ideal candidate. So if they even give you a chance, you better start to shape up. Show up to work on time. Dress professionally. Stop talking to people in business on the job. Know how to deal with guests. Because these are five-star properties now that you're trying to get a foot in the door. And your behavior on the job has been one star. Now, let me talk about this for a second. Y'all don't seem to understand That I am not a person who really puts up with foolishness. (laughs) In case you didn't get the memo, it's very, very true. And to me, it doesn't really matter who you are, and I've said it before. You've got to have standards and set expectations for people, and they need to start living up to it. So as an example of this, yesterday, some Jamaican lady messaged me. She said, Miss Sandy, my employer hasn't been paying me. And, um, you know, they're going on with all kinds of ridiculous behavior. They're not paying her. They're doing this. They're doing that. And so they said, um, I'm not ready to reach out to you yet. But the person says, oh, I'm Miss Sandy's friend. L- listen to this. I want y'all to listen to this. Hold on one second now. Um, I'm going to play it through the phone because I feel like if I play it through the phone, you might actually hear it better. Hold on one second. This is all the new technology we got around here, Jill. So let me pull up this number. Um, And I had to laugh when I heard this message, actually. Mm -hmm. 
put in the number. Okay, so this this is what the person said to me, right? And a lot of y'all tries this foolishness. Oh, I'm I'm friends with Miss Sandy. Well, I can tell y'all something about friends here in a minute. Just hold on a second. Let's listen. Let me listen. Uh, is this the right number? Oh, sorry, that's the wrong phone. Actually, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking in the completely wrong phone. Let me unplug this one. One second, y'all. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. Phone number is. Okay. All right. Oops. And I've got to um. Got to have a word with this woman today to try and help her get her money, shall? Because y'all be trying to steal from your employees, and you can't do that. So have a listen. Have a listen to this. Afternoon, Miss Sandra. Um, I was gonna call you and give you this topic to talk about on your on your platform because seems you are the voice of Cayman and seems as if when you open your mouth and you say something, the whole island listen to you. I have a situation that I need you to talk about on your show. So when I mentioned it to the person that I was going to call you and let you know about it, they'd be like, oh, me and Miss Sandra is friend. But I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Labor and Pension Board first. And then I will call you and give you the full 100 because I need you to talk about it because I know other people on the island here is going through it as well. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Here, you know, I don't know who this person is yet. She's not told me, but I'm, I'm anxiously waiting to hear the name because chances are when she tells me the name, I'm going to be like, who? <laughs> I am willing to bet that I don't even know this person. Y'all want to be talking about, oh, I'm Sandy's friend. Me and her big time friends, y'all be lying. Can you please stop lying on me? Because if you do, if you were my friend and you know me, you, you would know that I only actually have about five friends. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all talking about. I know a lot of people and I have a lot of, I guess, you know, acquaintances, a lot of Facebook friends, but a Facebook friend is not necessarily a friend in the real world. Jamila said, this is too hot for a Monday Rewind girl. We can bring you the truth no matter what day of the week it is. So I don't know what person that is who's breaching labor and pension laws and probably health insurance laws and all kind of stuff that wants to talk about me and them friends, but y'all need to drop my name in your friendship circle. Because you're a damn liar. Me and you, none of friends. I bet you I don't even know who you are. I'm waiting for the name to drop. And then I'm going to be like, who's that person? Because my friends would know that I can put them on blast just like everybody else. They wouldn't even drop a line like that. They wouldn't even say, oh, yeah, I'm Sandy's friend. If they were really my friend, they'd be like, oh, shit, Sandy's going to blast me. Oh, boy, I better hurry and pay you money. That's what they would have said. Not, oh, I'm friends with her, so she's going to get, I'm going to get a pass. Whew, island girl, you got to go to class. Come back and listen to us later. You can always listen to the show afterwards. She says, this is way too interesting, but I got to go to my morning class. Don't miss class. That's right. Do what you got to do. So it's the same sort of thing when people be calling me and want me to call out people. I'm happy to call people out if they are wrong. Yes. But what I'm here to tell you is some of you are wrong. 
You're the employee, you're out there looking for a job and you're wrong. You don't know how to dress for an interview. You don't know how to talk to people. You show up with what you think is a resume and it looks like something my dog Coco would have chewed up and spat back out. Y'all need to do better. Now I have faith in our people and I think where there's a will, there is a way. So today, for example, is the deadline for the front of house training. Can y'all tell me why this front of house training, 20 people still isn't full yet? Because you know that some of y'all need the training. You want to cuss and complain, oh, government don't have no trade school, government not doing this, government not doing that. And when government does their part, or DART not doing this, DART not doing that, when DART does their part, you still showing up half-baked and not ready to do your part. It can't work so. Caymanians, listen to me. Yes, I will be the voice of the people and I will put my neck on the chopping block for y'all. But only if you actually deserve me to put my neck on, listen, my neck too pretty to be on the chopping block for pure foolishness. And some of y'all be going out for pure foolishness. I'm gonna give y'all an example, right? Now, you know, sometimes I get very emotional. I am a bit of a tough cookie, but there are times when certain situations just touch my heart. When Caymanians can't find a job, and, you know, they have children especially. I'm just like, listen, I go hard for those people because I want those children to have an opportunity in life. And I know if the parent's not working, that is just a recipe for disaster. So get the parents working, get them employed, right? They can afford to pay their own bills. They don't have to live in NAU, which is hurting us all. They can be independent. They can show their children by example that this is what you do in life to achieve the things that you want. You don't go steal from people. You work and you work hard. So you guys remember some months back, poor old me, I was on the live crying my eyes out, bawling out my eyes about this young lady who got fired from the eyeglass place, right? Because of her shoes, which unfortunately for her, that was the major reason that they, I mean, that was the reason they gave her. But I think there was other little things that the employer was starting to see that they were like, mm, we're not gonna put up with her. She's not gonna last long. So just get rid of her because of the shoes. Now, since then, the young lady has been offered other job opportunities. And I'm told she's not showing up to the job. You see, I can't give wrong, right? You know, that's not how this works. So after all of that, if somebody's gonna give you an opportunity, the least you can do is show up to the damn job. <laughs> That's the starting point. Then you do your job with a nice, pleasant attitude. I am a business owner, a small business owner, and I can't keep people employed who are not working. What, what would I be paying you for? You don't show up, but I'm sure you want that paycheck to show up. You don't do what you're supposed to do. Nobody ain't got time for that. This is 2022. <laughs> and my Caymanian people, for each one of you who wants to sit your lazy asses home and truly do nothing and live off of NAU, there are 10, 20 people all over the world who would gladly take your job and work their fingers to the bone for it. Because while y'all sitting down cussing $6 an hour and you all complain that that ain't no money, right? 
There are people who recognize, especially in the right hotel, you can make two or three times that because people going to be tipping all over the place. I'm just saying. Y'all need to get it together. I am sick and tired of the excuses for why you're not doing what you need to be doing in life. And then on top of that, all I hear is a bunch of complaining about organizations that, oh, they're not doing their part. So when they do their part, right? When they finally do their part, why is it that y'all are still complaining? Show up, bring your resume, and be prepared to actually do a decent job for a change. That's the expectation. So 300, almost 300 of you did show up. Thank you. That's the first start. At least you're showing up to the pre-interview. You're going around, you're talking to people. People showed up with the babies. Oh my gosh, can I tell you about the cutest little baby? Did y'all see me with this baby? The mom posted it on Instagram. She's so cute. Yes. Showed up with the baby and I was like, let me just hold her for a minute. She didn't want to leave me, child. She's ready to go home, go home with me. This baby was like, take me home. I like you. So cute. Sometimes you have to do that. Maybe they didn't have enough time to plan for a babysitter or whatever. So I'm not going to knock the fact that they showed up with the baby. They showed up. I thought this was really important. You know, you do what you got to do. Now, obviously, once you get the job, you know, you can't be sure I'm to the job with a baby, but, you know, you did what you needed to do. I'm trying to see if I can find the picture of the baby. Oh, she's so cute. Anyway, um, folks, the truth of the matter is we all need to probably do a little bit better. And I can't sit here and engage in conversations Trying to defend you when your behavior is not defendable. Hmm? You got to raise the bar. Now, if you're doing everything right and somebody's still mistreating you, then we need to have a conversation. But as they say, there's always two sides to the story, huh? even with employment situations. Jerry Ann says, I need a big horn this morning. Shall let me, let me see what's on the board. Do I have a horn set up yet? No, I've got a sad trombone. <laughs> Hold on. How do I get back to that one? Uh, I don't even know. Oh, crickets. No. Where's the, where's the trombone? Eh. I still got to figure out this board, y'all. It has so many features. I don't even know. How do I get back to the rest of the board? Hold on. Sounds. Oh, yes. Here we go. So I have applause. Can we play an applause? Here we go. I don't have a big horn, but I need to get one. Uh, yeah, so mm, I'm just saying. KK wants to know what she missed. Jamila's like, girl, y'all know what I'm talking about. We are our own worst enemy. And I don't like to air or dirty laundry, but 263 of you online right now, 
99% of y'all are Caymanians, so you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm what I'm telling y'all is the truth. So let's shape up. Right? Let's give the Dart organization an opportunity. They know we're watching. They're going to come back on the program. We're going to do a little bit of a debriefing where they're going to tell us from their perspective how the event went. But I can tell you, little Valerie, uh, the lady that we met on Friday's show, she was there. She stood out because she's wearing red. She's wearing red pants, girl. You couldn't miss her. So um, for three and a half hours, she, she had her head down, focusing and talking to people about the job opportunities at her organization. And, you know, these individuals were busy. They were taking time out of their day to process people. Oh, God, look, you know, where is this? Lord have mercy. Y'all are some bad drivers. Woo! Give me one second now. Breaking news. Breaking traffic alert. Mm-mm. Somebody says, talk, talk the God's truth. You hit the nail on the head. 100% truth. These are the main issues. All right. Hold on here now. Ah, right in the middle of our discussion, this is what has just happened. Mm-mm-mm. I guess y'all gonna want NRA to go fix this too. They gonna, y'all gonna blame this on NRA, look ya. What on earth is this? Fluids are leaking out, really? Oh my God. Ooh, this is a nightmare. Somebody call NRA, I guess, because they're going to be the only ones y'all calling on this morning. That's another one. You want You want them to solve your problems. And NRA is kind of like, why can't y'all just learn how to drive? <laughs> that would be so much easier if you could just learn how to drive, folks. Everybody else is the problem. We want everybody else to solve our problems. Mm-mm-mm. What a hot mess. All right, let me post this up on social chow so y'all can know to avoid the area. Mm-mm-mm. I wonder how this accident happened. Like, seriously? Ugh. Um. What is this? Um, this is this is North Soundway, I think. I think that's the name of that street. Uh, North Sound. I think that's the name of it. Uh, debris and fluids leaking into the roadway. Proceed with caution. Mm-hmm. What a hot mess, chill. Anyway, um, we will try to do a follow-up in relation to the job fair. 
to see uh, how things went. So let me show you. Um, I didn't want to, like I said, there, I knew that there were people there actually, because I did see some who were already employed, who were already gainfully employed. So I thought, you know, they might not want their current employer to know they're actually out there looking for a job. So that's fine. Sometimes you got to make your moves. And so we didn't really do a lot of filming, um, like showing people, but we did speak to uh, the Minister of um, Tourism and Transport, who was obviously there. We spoke to the Deputy Premier, Mr. Saunders, who was also there. Um, oh, yes. somebody else post somebody else sending it to me as well uh, and um i think everyone is wait a minute is this south sound road oh this is another accident oh no are y'all crazy oh my god really Y'all cannot drive. You know, I'm sorry, but y'all really can't drive. There's something wrong. Hello. We all need some remedial driving lessons here. I thought this was person was sending me the same picture. They were sending a video. So I thought it was the video of the of the one, the other one. Come to find out this is another accident. What? This one's South Sound. Uh, can y'all please learn how to drive? Y'all need to start taking a driver's test or something. Mm-mm. No, sir. What a hot mess. Wow. Okay. Uh let me post this one up too, Chow. While I'm at it. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. All right. Um so there's that one. Hold on. I'm going to get you all the other accident as well. But anyway, this is what I want to say. I'm going to give the organization a chance to prove themselves, right? They have made a concerted effort. And to the best of my knowledge, and certainly you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time that I'm aware of that since these hotels have been open that they've had, I think the Ritz some years ago had their own little one, but this is the first time they've gotten all of their resources together and um, had a, had uh, a large event quite like this, right? Now y'all know, like I said before, there's been a lot of, um, questions and concerns about um, the Ritz-Carlton, because I think a lot of people appreciate that maybe the general manager there just doesn't understand certain things. And I, I like I said, I share that sentiment. I don't know him personally, but I do think um, that he could do better. Maybe even in how he approaches the general public, you know, he, he needs a little bit of finessing himself. He needs a little bit of help. Now, I don't know if it's like a cultural thing because some of these things are really, really cultural. You know, I was, I was watching a very interesting show last night about how the media has been reporting the situation in Ukraine and how there is a level of 
Um, I'm going to show that to you guys. It is very interesting. There is a level of prejudiceness in the reporting. And I accept that sometimes that is the case. And when I saw the different clips of what media around the world are saying, including even the BBC, and how they're reporting on certain things, I'm like, yeah, I could totally see why others in the world, especially Arab countries, Indian, whatever, going, oh, you guys don't really report the news of what's happening in Ukraine like you have other news in Afghanistan, Syria, and other places in the world. I totally get it. And that's a problem. I think they all need to do better. And they probably need to have someone on staff who's a little bit better with teaching them sensitivity and reporting in the sense that, like, fairness when it comes to the things that you say. When I, when I show you guys the video, we may, not, we may not do that today, but when I show it to you, it'll make total sense what I'm saying. So, folks, uh, somebody else said we all need to do better to think an employer would overlook our highly qualified, affordable, and dependable candidates because of nationality is unrealistic. Employers want highly motivated, dependable people. Um, yes. What I would say is that is true. However, there are some employers who hire uh, foreign nationals for a very specific reason. They don't mind paying the work permit fee because there's so much other shadiness that they're doing. And I don't think this is everyone. But there are people who know that once you're on a work permit, you're almost like a slave to them. And you can't say no. And you've always got to show up to work. And you've always, you know, so yes and no to that sentiment. I think that there are employers who will skirt the law um, and still pay the work permit fee because they're going to keep those individuals under their thumb, have them work in like five different jobs outside their work permit. And the person's never going to question it. The person's never going to say anything. So there are labor abuses that are happening right here in this country. And it is much easier for you to try to abuse, at least that's what they think, an expat worker. And that is why, you know, over the years, um, quite a few workers have come to me, Filipinos and others who were being abused on the job. And I can't, I can't give right wrong. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care where you're from. You know, nobody should have the right to abuse and mistreat you. And so, as you guys know, we've had shows on here where people were taking their money, making them pay for permits and all kind of stuff. And we have said, this behavior is unacceptable. You cannot do that. You know, the laws are there to protect everyone. Okay, so let me talk about a few of the comments in relation to the DART organization, and more specifically, in relation to the um, in relation to the job fair, right? So let me share my let me share my screen here. Social media. Um, oh, look at this big fish at Burger King. Looks delicious. All right. Um, let me just refresh my page. Okay. Okay, dokie. So Saturday, by the way, don't forget, we've got our Dress for Culture Day coming up uh, this weekend. Th uh, sorry, on Friday, which is the 11th. I would encourage all of you to support this wonderful CNCF initiative. Really, it's all about uh, encouraging diversity and um, showing our diversity through our dress. I love it. 
So that's on for Friday. You do make a little donation and then uh, the organization uses those funds. Listen, CNCF does a lot of wonderful cultural activities, folks. Support them as much as you can. Wave your country flag, sport your favorite jersey, show off that national costume, or channel your inner majesty with a salute to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. It's Dress for Culture Day with a majesty theme, Friday, March 11th, brought to you by the Cultural Foundation as part of KFS 2022. Celebrate Cayman's cultural melting pot with a dress-down fundraiser, open to schools, businesses, and individuals for donations of just $5 for adults, $3 for students. Visit artscayman.org for more information. And they have a little competition as well. You can win best dress, best culture day outfit. All right. Oh, yes. Here's the South Sound accent, by the way. Um, oh, I think I forgot to show you guys this one on the screen. So someone is having a little bit of a mishap. The ambulance are obviously on location. Hopefully everybody's okay. Mm-mm-mm. Don't know how that one happened. Mm. What a hot mess. Um, I'll pull that up on the screen. Let me get back to the comments that I'm looking for. Wow. I don't know how, I honestly don't know how these accents happen. Some of them I'm just shaking my head at, but anyway, I'll pull that one up here in a second. So, um, mm -hmm. oh, there we are live. Um, oh Lord. Mm-mm. Sometimes you guys post the funniest things. Uh, okay, so this is Saturday. We did a couple posts. Let me just see here. Oh, this is such a sad story. Oh my god, horrible. Okay, so here's here's the um, the Ritz event. Uh, there's Valerie. Uh, this young lady here in the end is. Um, Oh gosh, I feel like I should know her name. But anyway, you'll forgive me with names because I'm actually horrible with names. Uh, the premier, deputy premier, Jackie, Kenneth, Brian, um, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan. Next to him is Parliamentary Secretary Dwayne Seymour. There's Mark, whatever his last name is, forgive me. And then um, another lady there in the end. Um, one thing I must say about John, John, he shows up. I mean, I, I don't I don't know about anything else, but I'm telling y'all, the man shows up. He's there. <laughs> Everywhere I go, every event I'm covering, he's there. I'm like, hmm. That's the first thing is to show up. So Bruce made a comment. Um, uh, saying that the government has actually been really focused on um, trying to get tourism workers back to work, which he is in agreement with. Okay. Here's an interesting comment from Sue. Sue is a top fan. Sue, congratulations on your top fan badge, by the way. But this is now where I say people want to have their cake and eat it too. And she had a number of people like this post. I want y'all to think about this. Think about an alternative thing. So Sue says, while everything looks and sounds good, it isn't because these people are not even paying the minimum wage, which is something that government 
should look into. I went to the one that they had at the Marriott and many jobs I was interested in. Um, they were paying $6 US. Some said at other meetings that the gratuities is what makes up the pay, but at the end of the day, their gratuities are being paid by the guests. So they, as an employer, are not paying the minimum wage. No one can survive on $6. Now, part of that makes sense, and then part of it makes no sense at all, okay? You're making $6, which it's $6 CI would be minimum wage. But in restaurants and um, hotels, um, it's accepted that because you are in a gratuity-based environment that they can actually pay less than that. Now, I, I don't know by law what the less is and what they accept of them. But here's the thing, right? This is, this is my thing. If you're making $6 an hour or even $5 an hour, and you can double or triple that in gratuities. Now, Sue's point is, um, oh, they're not paying it. It's the guests that are paying it. But say what? <laughs> That's the hospitality industry. So I don't know how each hotel does it. I don't know if they pool their gratuities together or what. And if they then you know, split that amongst everyone, but that's considered part of your remuneration, part of your compensation. So I am a little bit confused when she says that it's the guests that are paying that. Mm, yes, but you're still taking it home at the end of the day. And your employers take that into consideration. And so does, you know, everybody else, including you. That's why some of y'all are working in office jobs and you want to come out of your office jobs and go back into hospitality because you know with the gratuities, you can make way more money. That's why you're there. Am I right or am I right? Hmm? Let's talk the truth now. Now, I'm not a hospitality worker, but this is what I've been told. And that's the other reason why some of y'all are working at some of these other properties and the second you heard that Dart was having a job fair, oh God, you want to get into the Ritz, even as a housekeeper. Because you know the clientele that the Dart organization is getting is going to be tipping you really, really well. So let me give you all an example. Yesterday, I went to the Westin for a massage. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey child. Took a girlfriend to do a little spa day. It was her birthday recently. And, uh, oh my God, that was like the best massage ever. Oh, it was a combo massage with like the hot stones and everything. Ooh, they make a difference. Yesterday I was feeling so relaxed. And I was like, oh my God, I could move my shoulders. I feel like, I felt like a superhero yesterday. I'm like, mm, I can do anything right now because I'm nice and limber. And listen, sometimes you just got to treat yourself on a serious note. A massage is good for the body, it helps your lymphatic drainage system, helps you to relax and de-stress. And as soon as I flip over my back, I'm snoozing. Face down, maybe not. But as soon as I flip, flip over, oh, all of a sudden you hear the snoring, Joe. I'm out. Oh, the foot, the everything was just perfect. So anyway, we did a 60-minute massage. You walk out of there feeling so good, shall you, and give them a good tip. So they add on a service fee 
onto what you're paying. And then on top of that, most people are going to tip. Now, I don't know what the going rate is, but 15, 20% is what most people will tip. Some people will tip even more. So I said, you know what? I really enjoyed this massage. And my girlfriend had one person. I had somebody else. And I gave them a tip, which hopefully will go directly to them, of $10. So they just made whatever their hourly rate is, which I don't know what it is. They just made $10 on top of that in just tip and just what I gave them. Congrats. And I don't know what, I don't know how the service charge is split. I don't know if that goes to them or not, if that goes to the house. I don't know how that part works. But say they're making five, they just made $15 an hour. And I'm sure that not no big tip. There'll be, there'll be other people who'd be like, you know what? Slide her a 25, slide her a 50. If you find your rich guy who was having a really rough day and you were able to get that knot out of his neck, child, he might give you a hundred dollars tip. I don't know. But this is how the hospitality and the service industry works. You will have a lot of people who will tip extremely well. And again, you know, normally based on the property, you want to be at the rich. You want to be working there because you're going to have more big tippers, people who have disposable income, who can gladly spend it. So to not consider um, gratuities in the mix, and then to say, well, that's not paid by the company, that's paid by the guests, is a little, cool, a little bit nonsensical. So I don't know. Mary says, now this has been brought to the government's attention, although I've heard it before. Now that it's been brought, let's see if it's corrected. Corrected how? Because this is what y'all are not thinking about, right? If you say to the hospitality industry, we need you to pay a guaranteed $6 an hour, what do you think is going to happen to the grad, the gratuity scheme? Maybe they're going to look at gratuities differently in this country. So I think we have to be realistic. There is an element of, and I, I really, it's interesting when people are in business, how they all of a sudden start to see things from a different pair of lenses. But when you're not in business, you can say a lot on the side of consumer protection, and I get it, or employees only. And you don't think about the balance that has to be struck between the interests of employees and employers. You put employers under too much stress and they start shutting down businesses, then what are you going to do? And there is a breaking point for every single business. There comes a point in time when it makes no damn sense and it's just not profitable. Right? You guys know that I ha uh, have a little business called Roke. We do streaming devices and stuff like this. And honestly, for a very short period of time, I had a young lady working for me. That didn't work out because it was more headache than it was worth. <laughs> honestly, it was a Caymanian. And every day, the excuses of why she can't come to work. Something happened again. The husband got stabbed. This happened, that happened. I was just like, what the? F I'm a small business. When you don't show up to work, my door is not open and they're not open on time. And I've got customers walking through the door. When you can't, you know, close out a simple float and I have to show you for the 20th time, I'm just like, can you write it down? Like, mm -mm. So I made a decision. And I said this to my husband, I said, hey, listen to me, honey child, this is how we can work. I'm no big conglomerate, multi-million dollar business. This is a little mom and pop shop. 
I will work it to the best of my ability. And I'm going to go to X number of clients. I can't remember what number I had set. For, well, I know what number I had set, but we're nowhere near that, that number. Once we get here, I can't manage this on my own anymore. So I take no more customers because I can do that. With a small business, I can say, close shop right now. We're not taking on anybody new. Because I know the amount of time it takes me to do certain things and to service my clients and to be there for them and they're WhatsApping me and I'm responding and, you know. And so because I don't want to hire anybody that I have to micromanage and still pay them, even if it's just $6 an hour, I want my $6 an hour worth of time and, and customer service and, you know, Half the time you're sitting there on your phone, twiddling your fingers and chatting and doing nothing. I walk into my retail store and I can see dust all over the place because you wouldn't even wipe down the place a little bit. So when I start to look at the numbers, I'm like, hmm, technically I don't need a retail space. I can save myself $2,200 right there. I can get rid of this employee and save myself another $2,000 or whatever it was. Oh, Okay. Uh, I can work this business myself and I ain't got to pay myself no salary. See, this is how people start to think. And they will find a way to innovate you right out the friggin' job. I need y'all to follow me here because this is happening in financial services. Hospitality is a little bit different because a lot of it is front facing. But if you think one day they're not going to have a robot that's available to stand at a front desk and speak perfect English and six, seven, eight, 20 other languages to welcome guests from all over the world, y'all better think again. The innovation is there. It's getting to the point where machines can replace you and you will be replaced. Somebody sitting in India right now is replacing someone in the good old United States of America, answering the phone for most tech companies. And you know why? The same thing, this attitude, oh, we're gonna kill you with minimum wage. You gotta pay us $25 an hour, $15 an hour, $12 an hour. You know what the companies, some of the biggest companies in the world, Amazon, Dell, you go all the way down the line, HP, they've all said, oh, really, America, you're outpricing yourself, especially for what we're getting. You're providing people who have them don't even know how to spell. They don't know nothing about technology. And so you know what? We're going to have a call center in countries where six ten dollars an hour is plenty money and they will gladly do it hmm. why do you think they have sweatshops all over the world now i'm certainly not saying that any of those things are the right things to be doing but i'm saying you pressure businesses and they will find the solution and the solution isn't always what you think and the government can't control that y'all started cussing to me when government, when jobs started to be outsourced, right? Oh, Sandy, well, this person, um, they were here and they left and they're still doing their job all the way in the Philippines. Duh. And you want government to do what? Government can't tell the employer, oh, you have to hire someone in the Cayman Islands. It's only if they're advertising a job in the Cayman Islands and they're hiring the Cayman Islands that government can control. Well, you better hire a Caymanian first, you know, da, 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 that sort of thing. But when I see comments like this, it, it makes me recognize that, unfortunately, we're not with it. We don't understand what the future of labor looks like around the world, not just in the Cayman Islands. Y'all don't, y'all need to get with it. 
This is 2022, I'm telling you. There's automation across the board. You call a number and it could be a foreign, just a machine. You know, it happens all the time now. Like I call some companies, um, yes, I'm a machine, but I can understand complete questions. I can understand complete sentences and try them because they're actually pretty good. That has now replaced somebody from answering the phone. You all are not willing to innovate. You're not even willing to show up to the job and work hard because you think it's 15, 25, 30 years ago where you're going to continue to have job opportunities here in this little rock no matter what. And you better wake the heck up. It's not happening. Adjust your attitudes accordingly. Because the bottom line for businesses, and some of you have owned your own businesses and you know what I'm talking about. It's so funny that when you're an employer, your attitude shifts and all of a sudden you're paying minimum wage and you're like, oh, but my worker's not doing this. And my worker, I'm like, hmm. But yet when you think of big companies, whether it's a DART organization or others, you're trying to put them under a different set of rules, under a different set of pressure. Really. Wake up. CNB has a lot of Caymanians working there, but guess what? When they were taken over by, what's the name of the company? Out of Trinidad, all of a sudden, the after number, the after hours number that I used to call and get a Caymanian is now being answered in Trinidad. Mm -hmm. When there's a charge in my car and I get a call at two o'clock in the morning, that's not coming from Cayman, that's, calling from, that's coming from Trinidad. And I'm sure the labor in Trinidad is cheaper. And they're probably going to work twice as hard as the Caymanian labor because we have, a lot of us have a sense of entitlement that the rest of the world simply does not recognize. All I'm here to tell y'all is a cold hard truth. And I'm saying just consider some of these points. Right? When you wake up one day and your job has been made redundant and it's no longer available and you go crying to your politician, thank you, Magdalene, Republic Bank, your politician's going to be like, we don't control the world. We can't tell Trinidad what to do. Um, Magdalene says the government needs you to speak for them, Sandy. I don't think so, but okay. The stipend persons need to get to work. Okay, let me talk about that, Magdalene. I'm glad you said it because Emma also said here on this same um, post about how she thought that there's a thousand displaced workers. Why is it that only 300 showed up or 290? So let me put it this way. Let's say that some of them had to work and that's why we're gonna get um, the link so you can go online and, and you know, fill it out or maybe they were otherwise engaged and they didn't know about it till the Friday when people came on the show, right? Let's give them a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Although 290 out of a thousand, y'all do the math. That's pretty, that is pretty dismal. Um, who was it that said she was the only person on, on the bus? Jerian, I think that was you. She said the bus, she took the bus. Uh, here she is. She says, I was the only person that took the bus. The driver told me. Again, I don't think enough people knew about the bus situation. So, all right. 
So um, Emma said, where is all these thousands of people? This is kind of sad. Why didn't they show up? And I also agree with Emma. Even if we had 50% of them showing up. Now, it's possible, like I said, that some of them are working full-time, uh, part-time jobs or whatever. They're not back to work full-time. So, you know, maybe they weren't able to show up. Hopefully, they'll be going online. A few of them have reached out to me and said, yes, I'm going to go online. I'm going to apply for these jobs. So let's hope that that's the case. But some of y'all on this tourism stipend are being lazy. You know what I wish I could get my hands on? I wish somebody would leak me the list of all the people in the stipend who are taking advantage of the situation. Because I hear that there's somebody on there who is has a government contract for $20,000 a month or something ridiculous, and they still put in applying for stipend money from government. Now, y'all should be ashamed of yourself if you had any shame. Because if you had any pride and shame, this is not the type of thing you would ever do to begin with. How, how can you have a government contract and still be abusing the system? This is where you believe the government manufactures money and the government pulls money out of thin air. This is just absolutely ridiculous. Right? And it has to stop. These types of abuses have to stop. And as far as I'm concerned, they should be exposed. We need to have a wall of jackasses under the tourism stipend where we show, look at this person. Government contract making all this money and has the audacity to apply for a $1,500 check each month from government. Which means probably other people who really needed it couldn't even get it. Abusing the system in the long run isn't going to help you. El Rey says reality check. Even telecom over the years, Flow, Digicel, all these companies, they've outsourced the call centers. They've outsourced customer service. I was a little bit pissed off when, I don't know what year that was, but it's been a while now. You could no longer call that customer service line at Flow and get that little Caymanian lady. They still have her employed though. There. She's still employed there. Um, what was her name again? She has the sweetest little voice. Anyway, she used to be the switchboard operator. I used to love hearing her little Caymanian accent. Oh God, especially when I first came back from Cayman, I loved listening to her answer the phone. Sometimes I swear I'd just be calling and not really had a real complaint, but I'd just be like, oh, I just want to hear your voice today. Miss, Miss Lana, yes. Oh my God, she has the best voice. I love her. Somebody tell Miss Lana, we said hello. And she is still there, but guess what? She's not the one answering the phone anymore. Same thing with Digicel, you call them, you get somebody in Jamaica because, you know, it's cheaper labor. <laughs> call centers are set up differently there. Remember when, I, I only remember this because when I first moved back to Cayman, I was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. You call 411 and 411 was, was here. And Miss Lana would say, um, you'd say, oh, you know, I'm trying to find this number for someone. Oh, yeah. Then she would know numbers off the top of her head. Like she wouldn't even have to look nothing up back in the day. And then she'd say, um, like, if I was trying to find a place, she'd be like, yeah, that next to Miss so-and-so. Oh, that's next to Miss, um, let's say Miss, uh, like, say I was looking for Wellis, right? She, oh, that's right next to Miss um, Alrita. You know, Miss Alrita stay? And then I'd be like, who the hell's Miss Alrita? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, who? 
But, you know, Caymanians knew the land of the lay, the, the lay of the land, sorry. And they knew who stayed next to who and which road. Back then, some of the streets didn't even have, but they were like, listen, you just go down this little road and this is how you're getting it. Da, da, da. Well, it eventually got outsourced. This is the way it's going. So while y'all sitting down here quibbling about, you know, let's put employers under more and more and more and more and more pressure. You need to understand that there are consequences for that. And there's only so much that the government can do. And there comes a point in time when people will move their headquarters somewhere else. It just makes dollars and cents sense. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Jamila. And collecting and not even tourism. That's another hot mess. Um, what else is going on? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Peter. I mean, I try to be honest with people. What is this again? Oh, yes. We got this one already. Lord have mercy. Mm-mm-mm. How did this truck overturn? I don't even get it. Is that the front end of the truck all the way over there? Or is that something else? Oh, my God. This is North Sound Road. Yeah, boy. Stay away from this today. Um, so, you know, this sense of entitlement that we have, that we have become very, very accustomed to. And, uh, you know, we just believe that it's always going to be this grand. I think we need to wake up. In fact... Mm -mm. More people sending me footage of this truck that overturned. Did it actually hit anything? Or it just overturned? Wow. Anyway, I'll show you guys some of this footage. But, but listen to me. Um, you know, I have understood for quite some time that um, th things have been changing a lot. And we are not oftentimes mentally prepared for the change. And this is where I think your politicians probably could do a, a better job. So when Magdalene says um, I could be uh, their voice, I mean, I don't speak on behalf of the government. I'm not part of the government. But what I think happens is that sometimes they're not as willing to be as truthful with you <laughs> as I can be. Because at the end of the day, I sit here and I tell you the truth and you don't have to like me. Y'all can cuss me from East End to West Bay to Cayman Brat to Little Cayman and back again. And I don't care. <laughs> it matters not to me. Because ultimately, you don't put food on my table. So I can tell y'all, I don't give a shit. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to like me. Just like I tell you, you don't have to listen. This is freedom of speech. But the truth has got to be told to the people. So sometimes the politicians feel it necessary to sugarcoat things for you and to maybe exaggerate what they can do. And so I'm hoping that when we have discussions like this, it will give you a more realistic understanding of what the real world is about. 
We even have, listen to this now. Non-Caymanian attorneys sitting halfway around the world practicing Cayman Islands law. And you know, we've talked about this before and the Caymanian attorneys are pissed off at this. Now, I think that they shouldn't be able to do it because that's very, very different. That's a specialty field. And when you have someone in the UK talking about they can practice Cayman Islands law, but they don't even fully understand Cayman Islands law. Well, their argument is like, listen, law is law. I can read your company's law and I can tell people what the law says. And that's all the clients care about. Why do I have to physically be in the Cayman Islands and call to your bar in order to practice law? Obviously they don't, is <laughs> the sad truth. But you know, that's one area that the government is still trying to control. And they're trying to say like, if you say that you are a Cayman Islands lawyer, you have to be physically located in the Cayman Islands. Well, go check the complement of staff over at Maples and Calders, like 400 lawyers. Most of those are not Caymanians. Well, we don't have enough lawyers to fill that gap, but I'm just saying, they will find people and they will bring people in and these individuals are made millionaires overnight. But it goes back to this quandary of a situation that happens where people will find a means and create a way of taking your jobs from you and they don't even have to be in this country. Somebody told me the other day, I always forget how many square miles came out of his child. So they were like, Sandy, you really need to know that it is, um, I think they said 72 square miles is what they told me. I said, all right, I'll take your word for it. This little rock means nothing to most people except maybe an opportunity. And I get it as a Caymanian, we were born here. A lot of us raised up here, you know, we feel a certain way about this country. There's no place like your place of birth. Trust me, I know. I have lived in another man's country for 15 years. I understand the struggles. I know how about dealing with immigration. That's why when I came back and I used to hear expats complaining about um, Cayman Islands immigration, I used to laugh and I said, you know why you complain about it? Is you're an American, you're a Canadian, you're from the UK, you've never dealt with immigration in your life. There's nothing unique to Cayman Islands immigration that these immigration woes, long lines, long processing time, blah, blah, blah. That happens everywhere in the world. And in fact, in other places, it's much worse. I've had to deal with U.S. immigration, so I know. But because you come here and you've never had to deal with it before, then, you know, you think it's some foreign concept. We are more and more uh, living in a global environment, folks. And so some of us need to adjust our attitudes to reflect that. I'm all for Caymanians first, once you are doing what you need to do, right? We have to play our part. We can't complain about employers and then when you bring me your complaints, I come to find out that you're actually the problem. That's not right. I want to give you all another example. Um, you know, some sometimes things happen and I'm just in the right place at the right time. <laughs> I'm an observer. 
and I get a little bit of insight and a little bit of information. So at the job fair, the Minister of Tourism and Transport brought over a lady. I'm not going to call her name. And um, she had said to him, listen, I used to work with the Ritz-Carlton before the shutdown in March of 2020. And they haven't called me back. So I'm here today at the job fair, but I'm wondering people who used to work for them that they had to make redundant and let go because of the pandemic, why wouldn't they be the first ones that they would call back first? Which kind of does make sense actually to see, you know, what are you up to? Do you want to return to work? And so on and so forth. So the minister, Kenneth Bryan, brought her over to Jackie. She was standing up there talking. And and he said, excuse me, I need to have a word with you. And um, told her, you know, this young lady's story, this is what happened. And she brings up a really good point. How many people worked before in your organizations that were let go because of the pandemic? What is your organization doing to bring those people back in? It's a good question. So you see now, this is where a question like that kind of makes sense. And Jackie herself had to say, that's a good question. And I don't know why we're not doing that. And so she took the young lady's information, took down her name and number, what she did before she was in housekeeping. So it's not even like it's any highfalutin job. And, um, you know, her willingness to at least, now y'all will say, oh, she's only doing it because the minister, it doesn't really matter. She could have responded in many, many different ways. But her willingness to take down the information and say, uh, yes, I'm going to see what's going on here. And I get to the bottom of this. Was something that I thought, you know what? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that their efforts are genuine. I'm hopeful that um, this is a positive way forward. And that honestly, there's a new day has dawned. A new relationship is being forged between private sector, government, and the employees. Because there has to be this trifecta relationship for these things to really work. Tourism, hospitality is a very important part of what we do. The Department of Tourism, I'm going to invite them on the show because they are working harder to try to get Caymanians interested in the tourism industry. We need to have programs from middle school that encourage our young people to look at the world of tourism and hospitality with a whole new lens. There's, there are opportunities out there. We need to dispel this myth. If y'all want to, which maybe y'all don't want to, this is what you need to decide. Do Caymanians want to be known for being the face of this country when you enter the country? For being the voice and the accent of this country, as opposed to every other nationality being on the forefront? Or are we happy to be on the corporate side? Nope, we only want corporate jobs. We want to be accountants, lawyers, HR managers, marketing people. We don't want to be the front, we don't want to be the face of hospitality, none at all. You need to decide. 
when you talk to your children about what do you wanna be, right? What do you see yourself doing? Do you encourage them to enter the field of tourism? Or is this a situation where, oh no, you don't wanna go into tourism, honey, Jill. I'm just asking, I don't know. This is something that you all need to decide. Morning, Carmelie. Um, El Ray, what's the 76 for? I missed that one. Uh, Peter says, all you say does not obliviate, um, sorry, obviate, yes, employers having to train Caymanians if they show up on time and are willing to work. Yes, so listen, without a doubt, employers have their part to play. And you have to be willing to train people. And there are people who will take you on and frustrate you because they want you to walk off the job and they want you to quit. That's why there's a labor department and they need to be a little bit more on the ball because this concept of constructive dismissal is real. I'm going to give you an example of something, right? Of sometimes you show up and you put your best foot forward and you never know where that opportunity is going to lead. So a couple years back, and I sympathize with anyone who's been looking for a job because I have been there. One of the reasons why I work for myself is because of the difficulties of finding employment in the Cayman Islands, especially for somebody with a very vocal big mouth. Because employers don't like to hire you because they see you as a liability. Oh, you slip up in their work environment and I'm going to be on them like white on rice. I get it. Does it make it right? No. Because all they have to do is do the right thing and I would never have anything to say. So to me, it's pretty, pretty simple. So one day I had completed the uh, PPC and I saw this job in the paper and it had, you, you can tell when some of these jobs are tailor-made. Oh my God. They wanted this um, real estate qualification. That's an American qualification. I'm thinking how many real estate agents would be in the Cayman Islands and have, it was like, it was like a property management thing, would have this qualification. How many Caymanians have lived in the United States, first of all? That takes you down to like 1%. And of that 1%, how many would have a property management or real estate license specific to the state of Florida? I was like, y'all really trying to tailor make these jobs. Like, come on now. Okay. It had all kinds of stuff. So the job was basically the personal assistant to the CEO of the organization. Okay. So I saw the job and a little bit tongue in cheek, I said, um, oh, they want somebody with a law degree. They want this, they want that, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, thank you, Elrey. 76 square miles, Cayman Isles, yeah. So I said, I'm gonna apply for this job and I'm gonna give it my best shot. So child, I pulled out the marketing diploma, the law degree, the master's degree, cause all the stuff they wanted, uh, the undergrad degree, did up my nice little cover letter, make sure the resume was free of any errors and looking nice and professional. And I send it in and I get a call for an interview. So I said, hmm, let's see how this is going to go now. Of course, I'm copying immigration on this because I know, I know what this is. They have someone in mind for the job. So I go to the job interview and there's this little guy, uh, not a little guy, but there's a CEO there named David. And so David starts telling me, American, fairly new to Cayman. So he was 
maybe a little bit freer with his thoughts than he probably should have been. So he said to me, you know, we do an interview and we talk and he's like, you know, I must tell you that you are definitely the most qualified person that applied for the job. I said, oh, really? But I can't give you the job and I would never be hiring anybody in this job because this job is designated for this lady named, um, I can't remember her name now, Debbie or whatever. And she's been my PA for the past 20 years and I don't trust anybody else. She has to book my flights. She handles my bank account. She pays my bills. She does stuff for my family. She makes sure the kids are registered in school. Like she is his right-hand person that does everything for him. Professional stuff, personal stuff, she does it all. So he's like, you know, I wouldn't hire anybody else to do this for me because this is a very personal job. And I, in some respects, I kind of understood it. But because he was trying to get her here to work permit, obviously he had to advertise the job. So they advertise it very specifically tailored for her, all these qualifications. And I said, well, you're going to have a problem because you can't really do that in the sense that, you know, other people can do that job. Other people can learn to do those things for you. Now I get it. You're comfortable with her. You don't want everybody in your business. You don't want to say, when you say, um, book a flight for Tom, she already knows who Tom is. That's your BFF who's flying in from, uh, you know, Texas or whatever the heck it was that they were from. They weren't actually from Texas. They were from Florida. But anyway, so I'm like, you know, I understand it. I get it. And this was a family run business. Everybody in the family was getting a job. So it's like family and friends who used to work together in the U.S. They were bringing them all here and they were going to continue the little bandwagon of a party working together. But he's like, oh, you're very qualified. And I actually like you. There's something about you that I like. I said, really? So I'm going to offer you another job. I said, oh, okay. Well, let's talk then. So they needed somebody in compliance and, you know, I can do compliance. So I ended up becoming the compliance manager. I do a little bit of HR and, you know, I was there for a number of years, but boy, they didn't like me very much by the time I left because if I'm your compliance manager, that means that you have to comply with the laws, <laughs> immigration laws and employment laws and all these other things. And they had a real issue with compliance. <sighs> But the point is, you don't have to tell me the games that people play and why they are willing to pay top dollar for a work permit to be able to bring friends and families here to work in positions. I'm well aware of it. It has happened to me. I had someone who could sit to my face and tell me, you would never get this job. You were nobody else. Because this is earmarked for this particular individual. And those types of things should not be happening in the Cayman Islands. But they happen. And this is part of the reality of what we have to deal with as well. And it is challenging when you know you are qualified for the job you can do the job and yet you'll never be given the opportunity. What a hot mess. Moya says reliable industries is one of the Caymanian owned companies that will hire every single Caymanian who's applied for a job and give them a chance. Sometimes they don't have any jobs open 
but will take on that command. And the owner's tough, but she's fair and gives everyone a chance, no matter your background. Big shout out to Sharon. And can I tell you something, Moya? Women in business have, oh, that's a whole other discussion show. We can do a whole other show on that. Because we don't get the same passes as men in business. You know what I'm saying? A woman in business that's tough is normally called a bitch. <laughs> You're all like, oh, she's such a bitch. She's this, she's that. But a man in business who is tough is like, oh, yeah, he's a go-getter. Swim with the sharks. Women, we're supposed to be swimming with dolphins. We're not allowed to be sharks in this world. We can't be tough as nails. So some of the same things I might say to you all, even on this show, oh my God, what's wrong with Sandy? She's so this shit. And if I was, you know, wearing a pants, had no boobs and was a man, and I guess had a penis, it would be like, oh yeah, she's telling the truth, man. Now you, go, you listen to that girl? You know how many people have said, oh, she's a know-it-all and this, not just because I'm a woman. If I was a man, good morning, Alinda. If I was a man, y'all would be like, She's great. Did you hear what she said today? Oh my God. She speaks the truth. We need, we need to elect her to public office. One pile of bullshit. Because women don't get the same respect. We, we are judged by a different standard. But like I said, that's another conversation. Y'all not ready for that one yet. Magdalene says, call them out. We are paying for this and there's no free rides. Cameron says that I put extra sugar in my tea this morning, child. It must be the overnight oats from the Ritz. Go get some. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still here eating it. I'm going to try to eat as much of it as I can before I leave out today because it really is good. But yes, it must be the overnight oats. Did you eat your Wheaties? Uh, Sharon says that the ministry should have made it mandatory that they attend or have a reasonable excuse. Ah, somebody else mentioned this, you know? And um, I hadn't really thought about this. And honestly, I don't know if they would have had enough time. So I think a little bit more leeway and time would have been good because then that could have definitely be arranged. But DOT has another one that should be coming up soon, I think. And um, Magdalene says this morning, what needs to happen is that they need to have a roll call and be put a notice that they need to apply or no stipend. Yes. This is a good idea. Minister, if you're speaking, if you're listening this morning, give that next... Um, job fair, the one that DOT is going to do with private sector, give us enough time so that these people in the stipend can plan ahead and actually be there to apply for jobs. Everybody got to be under the same amount of pressure. The stipend recipients, aka employees, the employers, yes, put pressure on them to hire Caymanians first. Caymanians, you got to do what you got to do. I love how El Rey said this. Let me just find his comment again. I was just reading it. He says, oh, El Rey, where is it? Oh, gosh, I've lost the comment. Basically, he said, be low maintenance, 
show up, do what you're supposed to do. And here he is, always be a low, main, low maintenance, reliable, dependable, and honest employee with a can-do attitude. That's what people are looking for. You're not low maintenance people every day you call in. When you be like, oh, my children and my back and my foot and my this and that, that's not low maintenance, folks. That's high maintenance. Employers get really sick of that very, very fast. Lizette is asking about um, a lady at customer service at credit union. I'm not sure. Um, so yes, you've got to do your part. Morning, Carrie. He says, you're talking truth, Sandy. Uh, Tracy talks about the glass ceilings uh, and people face glass ceilings for all different kinds of reasons. Women have a glass ceiling. Caribbean people, Caymanians, there's a glass ceiling. People of color. I'll never forget many, many years ago, I had applied for, um, this is when I first returned to Cayman and I had applied to be a notary and my application was turned down by cabinet. And I was like, what? I met all the criteria. Why you turn down my application? So I went to Dr. Frank. He was in office at the time. And Dr. Frank says, well, I can't help you, child, because you got three things against you. Um, you're a woman, you're black, and you're a Caymanian. And I looked at him and I went, what? Uh, what does that have to do with my notary application? It was just three strikes against you, he says. I said, oh, no, honey, child. I know how that'll work. Y'all are going to approve this. Well, they, they didn't approve it because they thought it was a Caymanian because of the last name. They're like, who the hell is Sandra Catron? We don't know who that is. She had no Caymanian. I said, well, had you looked at my application properly, you would have seen that I provided the evidence that I'm a Caymanian. Born before you even needed to get a letter of acknowledgement. So y'all need to come again. Then they had to reconsider it and approve it. You can't always buy into, even when a glass ceiling exists, sometimes you yourself have to be willing to walk in there with an attitude that there is no glass ceiling. And I am here, I am proud. Yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I'm a black woman. And yes, I'm a Caymanian woman. And so what? The more important things that you should be concerned about is none of that, but my qualifications, my ability to do the job, my attitude, and that's where you gotta knock them dead with it. Miss Wanda says the old saying, if you had balls, you'd be king. <laughs> but some of the best leaders in the world, folks, are women. Some of the best queens ever have been women. And I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just talking facts. Island Girl 345 says that some of these employers only employ Caymanian and PR so they can get a work permit. I was working at this place where the work permit holders get more respect than me. Plus, I wasn't all allowed to sit or take breaks. So um, Island Girl, I'm definitely, like I said, not saying that all employers are out there doing the right thing by the law. And there will be people who treat you differently. Um, and wrongly, just because you are a Caymanian. And those are the people that we need to start exposing. Really, the gist of my comments today is, if we have employers that are willing to meet you halfway, all I'm saying is, maybe it's time that we met them halfway as well. Give them 
the benefit of the doubt until they prove us differently. And we'll take it from there. All right, we're out of time. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to tell y'all about some, some Caymanians who really get on my nerves, who even own their own businesses and they don't want to show up to the job. You get them to want to paint your house, paint the ease, paint the roof. And they're really difficult to work with. Recently, I picked a Caymanian to do a job over a Jamaican guy. Both of them charging the exact same price, you know, but I said, all right. The Caymanian claims that he'd been doing it for donkey years and I want to support my own. This is going to go back to Caymanian family. And boy, did I regret it. At the end, I should, I'm like, damn, I should have gone with that Jamaican. Mm-mm-mm. Because their own has a way of making us regret certain things. Didn't show up three, four days later. Oh, yeah, I can come to the job. And when they shut this lackadaisical attitude, I'm like, dude, like I had to listen before I show you what's on the screen. I had to bad the man up. And I'm like, listen, you're running a business. If you say to me, you're coming on Monday, I expect you to show up on Monday. I don't want to hear an excuse about, well, I hear in West Bay looking at the weather and I don't know. You message me, you call me, you say the weather in this case, because it's an outdoor job could be a factor. Yeah. I don't hear nothing to you three days later. I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? But you know what? People like that lose your business, you know, because you'll use them the one time and then you'll never use them again. And they don't even get it. They don't understand. The little Jamaican fella, he hustling for that same money. He would have come, painted the job, did a great job. And then the funny thing about it is the second he finished, two minutes later, messaging me about his money. So he got his initial deposit. Oh, yeah, can I get the balance right now? Because my guys are waiting to get paid. I'm like, you just finished the job. <laughs> you don't have any other money to pay your guys. My job is all you're waiting at. I said, no problem. Because I don't want people mixing my name up nothing. So I said, no problem. Let me do the transfer right now. But, you know, my husband needed some garden boxes painted. He needs Gianna's play set repainted. He needs the garbage bin redone. And guess who won't be getting those jobs? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot with our lackadaisical attitude, even as business owners. And I have to be mindful of this because I am a business owner. And there are times somebody be like, oh, can I get you to do this right now? If I can't do it, I have to be realistic. No, I'm sorry. I can't deliver on that. Set the expectations, but do a better job. Samoya says, what's the official year of birth that requires you to go to immigration to apply? I don't know. I just know that I don't fall into that category. No, I think they changed it in 76. So I think anyone born after 76, you need to get an acknowledgement letter. So I did one for my daughter and um, she only has to do it once. Like I have done hers for her. So when she turned 18 or whatever, she don't have to go and worry about what the government doing and did it. But sources have told me, Moya, that a government ID like a proper one with a chip in it. You can scan it. You can tap it like how you have the machines, like the credit card machines and stuff, pin and chip or whatever. One of those is coming. Now, this is an exclusive here in CMR. You're not hearing it nowhere else, but I'm going to tell y'all. It's already the prototypes already on island and people are testing them out because that will be like your national ID card and they'll be able to use it all over the world. So all 212 of you who are on here right now, you heard it on CMR first. A government ID card is finally 
in the works. Now, I know the previous administration, they were promising that they were going to resolve this Nowarian situation. And, you know, you don't have to go get an acknowledgement letter. And, you know, because um, I don't think I had to pay for it. I don't think there was a fee or anything. But it still took time to get together her birth certificate, prove that I'm a Caymanian, prove who her daddy is and where he's from, and all this kind of stuff, submit the letter. You know, you have to do, it takes time, right? So these ID cards now are supposed to resolve, as far as I know, all this, because it's going to be linked to like everything, e-services and government, your immigration status, everything. So this is a good situation. This is very good. All right. So it would be a miss of me to not talk about some losses that we've had um, over the weekend. So my condolences to the family of uh, David Bodden. After Friday's show, I got a lot of phone calls. Um, with um, right after the show that, you know, it found a body close to Dog City. So I knew right away that it was him. I was like, oh God, without a doubt, I knew it was him. And uh, just extending my condolences to his family, his daughter, who just the night before had reached out asking us to post up that he was missing. His brother thanked me at the scene on Friday because he said, you know, because of, um, I felt like the CMR post helped us to locate him. Uh, there's a lady who found him, found the body. It was in that little grassy area right there. And this reminds me, this is why it's so important, folks, to keep our environment clean. Like, I don't know what his cause of death is, but that little grassy area, had that been kept low and cut down and everything, say he fell, say he had a hard attack. I don't know what happened, but say, say he fell or whatever. He would have been found. Maybe it was something that if he was found the first couple of hours, he would still be here with us. You know what I mean? But he, his body was pretty well hidden. Like you had to almost like walk up on it kind of thing or, you know, so let's let's think about these things when we think about how we maintain our environment. Um, it was really sad that he has passed away. And then this morning, a bit of other sad news is that a port worker has also passed away. Uh Unfortunately. And um, our condolences are going out to his family this morning as well. I think this might have been a sudden passing. Worked at the port. So now, you know, co-workers at the port are having to mourn as well as his family. The loss of um, of that individual. So sad. Oh my God. Mm -mm -mm. My good people, thank you guys for tuning in this morning. There's a lot more that happened over the weekend. Trust me, I had a whole long list of things that I wanted to talk about, but you know how it is. We get to talk about one thing. Congratulations to Stephen Reed, who's now the um, new president of the CMEA. 
Um, speed bumps going down, 10 of them uh, in West in Prospect. Uh, we'll get some footage of that and we'll have that in the evening news. Tune into the evening news, by the way. And big shout out to Misha. Misha's been doing a fantastic job with the evening news. Tomorrow, I want to talk some more about the gas prices, which is on the list. Uh, what the U.S. is trying to do. Listen, gas has gone over $4 plus in the United States of America. Crude oil has gone up to $130 a barrel. This is a 13-year high. So we got to talk about these things because there is a humongous trickle-down effect because of what is happening right now with Russia and Ukraine. And other neighboring countries are afraid that Russia is going to try to do the same to them. This is a hot mess of a situation. They're killing civilians. Did you guys see that post that we put up where they killed that woman who was volunteering to take dog food to homeless and sheltered dogs? Vladimir Putin, you have got to answer to some stuff. Trust me. And I feel like his own people, they're protesting a lot, but they're the ones who are going to have to deal with him. Everybody's like, oh, well, America created this. America should. No, 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 no. I think if he does something directly to America, they will have no choice but to respond. But in the meantime, there's no one like your own people to keep you in check. Normally in democratic societies, we just vote them out. We're like, okay, you got to go. So we'll vote them out. But in, in places like that part of the world, you don't exactly vote him out because he has a fake election and claims that he got elected by the majority of people, which we know is a farce and is a lie. So y'all do what you got to do because all the sanctions and restrictions that are being placed on Russia is going to impact the Russian people. Did you guys hear that he shut down access to Facebook? Because people are getting on Facebook speaking out against him. So he shut down the country's access to Facebook and he's threatening anyone who has a different opinion than his official government opinion on what's happening with Ukraine. You'll be jailed for 15 years. Mm -mm -mm. My God, the man is crazy. I thought he was just a narcissist, but now I'm convinced he's crazy. All right, my darling, Magdalene says you were hot, hot, hot. Love it. Thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Moya, any specific immigration questions, uh, definitely message and I can get you some help. We have another business owner that says, great show, Sandy. Thank you so much. Some changes um, over at another government department that we're going to be breaking for you hopefully later on this morning. My source is working on it. Um... Yes, honey child. All right. It is what it is. Nothing but the cold hard truth. Uh, folks, you still have until five o'clock this evening to get registered for the front of house position. So consider it. Find time. You've got teenagers who are unemployed. Send them to the course. The Department of Tourism is pleased to offer this public-private partnership training opportunity with the Wine School. Wine School 3 is presenting a certified front-of-house server course open to all Caymanians 18 and over. Course dates for the day-long training sessions are from March the 21st through the 25th. Don't miss this excellent opportunity to upskill yourself as our islands reopen to tourists. Registration deadline is Monday, March the 7th by 5 p.m. Visit wineschool.ourkman.ky for more information.
All right, folks, it's a great opportunity. Like I said, if I had a teenager who wasn't working, I'd be making sure they're taking advantage of all of these courses. They're free. The government is offering you a course for free. Y'all need to go. Um, I don't know what Moya and Jamelia, somebody they're having a side conversation here about DNA and testing and blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Marshall. Um, sort it out, my dear. Anyway, you guys have a fantastic day. Please don't forget that the CNCF is having the Dress for Culture Day. Will somebody make me an outfit and I could wear it here on the show? I could dress for Culture Day on the show. All right, so I need myself a thatch hat. Uh, Ms. Donna, I wonder if Ms. Donna got anything I could borrow. Can somebody help me out here? Help me get a, a traditional Cayman outfit and maybe some wampers or something. And I will wear that on Dress for Culture Day. I can't make it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even pretend. But if you make it for me or if you tell me where to get it, I will dress the part. And we can do sun, sun, uh, Friday show, sorry, in our traditional Caymanian attire. Hmm. I like it. Somebody help me, please. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. I feel like today is Monday. Yeah, so I was going to say it feels like a Monday. It is a Monday. Uh, get out there, folks. Work hard. Hard work never killed nobody. At least that's what Aunt Lottie told me. And she lived to be well in her 80s, so definitely didn't kill her. Uh, so I think that you guys uh, will be just fine. Work hard, work smart, be on it, do what you got to do. And you guys have a fabulous day, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.